Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting Podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining for today's episode. I am joined by the amazing Sarah Carson. So she is a online coach. Uh, you're in Wicklow, aren't you? Wicklow, yeah. Wicklow, yes. So um, Sarah is someone that I've actually admired for certain um, at the time. And I felt it was just an extreme honor to be able to get you on today's podcast and um, to talk all things fitness, nutrition. Um, so yes, Sarah, instead of letting me introduce you, why don't you just tell everyone a bit about yourself and you know in terms of what you do for coaching amazing so I am an online coach I'm a personal trainer and then I was coaching in a gym for a little while and I've now moved online just with lockdown when gyms closed up I decided to go online and it's just kind of gone from there so I'm a nutritional advisor as well and I just coach ladies and that's not because I don't like coaching men. It's just the way it happened over lockdown that I started to do challenges with groups of ladies and it just went really well. And the reason why I've stayed just with ladies is because it's in a group setting. I find that ladies find it much more comfortable to talk about female hormones and how their month is going and how they're feeling. And and so I just stayed with coaching ladies. So that is, that's what I'm doing now at the moment. And I'm absolutely loving it. And it's amazing because I think you mentioned a few weeks ago that or maybe like a few months ago on your stories that like you essentially kind of really like I suppose like your following kind of really went up over lockdown and everything like and but what I loved about you is that like you weren't doing like much work like live workouts because I think that was probably one of the biggest trends we'd seen last year that everyone was like oh my god we're in lockdown we have to do all high intensity workouts and that's how we're going to keep active and stuff like that so was there anything like obviously when you progressed to online was there anything that you did last year to really, I suppose, like, you know, grow your following or kind of expand on your business in that sense? In terms of growing a following, I think the reason why it happened over lockdown was because I would have been the person that was very anxious about what people used to think of me. So I think when we went into lockdown, I then had no worries of, okay, if I put this on my story or if I put this on my Instagram, And then I need to go into the gym tomorrow. And then I'm worried of what all they're going to say. And, oh, did you see what Sarah put up yesterday? Like, and now she's walking around with her head held high. That was all gone. So I knew it was like a little lockdown buzz that I was in, that I knew I have this like confidence that I can just be me and I won't get judged when I see people because we were all in lockdown. So I wasn't seeing anyone. And I think lockdown just massively helped me be me, I suppose. And I just... I just started to care less what people think. And then that helped me believe in myself a little bit more. And then now that lockdown's gone, I, I quite simply don't really care what people think. So I think just because I've, I started to be me rather than trying to follow a trend. And before lockdown, I would have worried quite a lot about, okay, well, I need to build a following because following then means that I can, then ladies can see what I'm doing and then potentially become a client. And when I kind of got rid of that, way of looking at Instagram I now just see it as educating people and if I put up a video and it educates one lady well then I can sleep happy at night and if that lady wants me to be their coach then they obviously trust me but I didn't want them to just look at my page and think 
and don't get me wrong all the lives were incredible it got people moving and it does get people moving and I did them myself as well I did them for a couple of weeks but it was just I took a different route I tried to do resistance training and go through each muscle group that we were using and why we were doing it and how to do each exercise rather than just jumping around as I said it works for some people it just doesn't work for me I don't enjoy it so I won't teach something I, I don't enjoy but when I stopped trying to follow trends and just was myself online I, I think people prefer that and I, we were saying just before the podcast that I, I have also taken an approach that not everyone's going to like me mm-hmm. so when I get asked a question or if I record a video on a topic that I suppose I'm trying to get rid of fad diets or on a topic that is quite controversial I will say how I feel about it regardless of if people agree with that or not and if people don't agree with that I'm absolutely fine with that and not everyone's going to like you and I think when you get past that stage it's quite easy to be yourself and then people people start to like you for who you actually are rather than the trends you're trying to follow yeah that's it's so there's so many different things that you just like kind of said that I'm like I'm just so I just kept speaking there sorry about that no 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 that's all okay that's all okay no it's it's good it's the conversation is flowing that's what we want um but obviously yeah look in terms of obviously the 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 live workouts last year as you kind of mentioned we all did them and there's nothing wrong with them they're just a different form of of training and it's it's kind of like if that works for you great like Mm -hmm. my advice is like when people were doing them I was like just please eat because like high intensity like it's called hit it's called high intensity for a reason so like my thing was like if a client wants to do it I'm like okay no worries just please make sure like you are fueling your body first because it's not similar to resistance training um but yes what that's actually something that you brought up um in regards to when you did your live workouts it wasn't just like oh we're gonna jump around and do like you know interval training and stuff like that like you did really like educational ones as well so it was resistance training as well which is something again like really highlighting the importance of um resistance training as well and again that's probably kind of leads on to a bit more about you as well in terms of obviously your approach to fitness because I think we all and I can say this because like you know my background's marketing I did marketing for six years so one of the biggest thing about marketing is getting inside people's heads so I know what buzzwords to use in order to get you know clickbait as well and again you know you really call out you know the bs on that and that's what I really just I think like if you like again it's not all about following but you're following I know is genuinely loyal and I know they're all learning from you and it's just really like for me to kind of see that being like oh my god like she's really genuinely helping me helping people is so so admirable um and it's just so interesting because when you said previously that you weren't that confident last year and I'm like how could you not be because you're extremely well educated and it just it just shows that like it can take some probably time to really kind of reflect and be like okay who do I want to be and you know something you mentioned on your stories yesterday was you know the fact that you're not an influencer and people think like oh because you have this many followers that you know like you're an influencer and you need to do certain things and it's like it's a, it's a business it's a you know when everything you do is for you know your business and everything and um I suppose like how is everything now in terms of your business because obviously I know th- I think you were doing one-on-one last year now you've gone a completely different route and now we're doing more kind of group challenges I suppose like that so what made you transition going from one-on-one to a group um, element? So I was doing one-to-one in in the gym and I was actually working in a semi-private personal training and I worked my way up in there and then I went on my own and I'll never forget I was absolutely terrified going out on my own and this is this is something for people worried about going on your own. You're always going to have to start off with that one client. 
you're mm-hmm. never going to decide to go out on your own and the next morning you wake up and you have a nine to five of the clients exactly who the clients you want and what times you want you're gonna have to I worked mornings I worked nights I worked random hours just to please everybody to try build up a client base so it would it definitely didn't happen overnight and I was working in the gym and I decided to go traveling for a while I came back and when I went back to the gym I just decided that it I loved it, but I was just wanted to try do a few more people to help a few more ladies because I couldn't take on any more in the gym. So I decided to do a little bit online, a little bit in the gym, and then lockdown came. So gyms closed. And I remember lockdown was a massive panic for a lot of people because even people who hadn't been to the gym before, they were now anxious that they now can't go to the gym. And they mightn't have had that before, but now we had nothing else to keep us going. There was no social events there was nothing so everyone would have then went to the gym to I know I might I go myself if I'm anxious so that was a place that was taken away from us so I had so many messages from so many amazing ladies panicked that they just didn't know what to do and my one-to-one was full so I just I just remember one evening I was sitting down and I said do you know what I'll just do a little group coaching and I if I get five people then I'll go ahead with it so I just put it on my story and I think the first one was over 100 and it was just incredible because it was so new to me and then they just kind of flowed from there so we're on to the 10th one it's starting um in the middle of August so on to the 10th one and it's just amazing to see that ladies have said that they yes one-to-one is amazing but you really can get the same results in a group coaching And that goes with everything. You can bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. And even Mm. with a one-to-one coach, I have a one-to-one coach. So I know myself, a group wouldn't work for me. So I'm not bashing one-to-one coaching. I do it as well. But even with a one-to-one coach, they can give you all the advice. They can give you all the tools. They can give you all the food to eat. But at the end of the day, you still have to do it. And Mm. that's the same with the group coaching. Mm. So Sometimes it's not that the group coaching isn't working. It's just little habits and changes that you need to make that mightn't even be working in one-to-one. So I think when ladies began to realize, oh, I can actually do this in a group environment and still get changes. And the group environment then helped a lot of ladies mentally because it was such a lonely time with lockdown that they had the movement and the food sorted that they would have had in the gym. But now they also have a community that helped like I would have messages in the group of some ladies being like, hey, guys, just having a really crap day. Like, what are you up to? And it was just like a conversation, nothing to do with fitness, nothing to do with food. And everyone would have a nice conversation and just a bit of a laugh. And that was also helping people as well as the aspect gone from the gym and, and being able to work on fitness. Yeah, I think it's really amazing what you said, because I think it, like even when you look back now, like it was such a lonely time for a lot of people in the game because very similar to you, like I go to I go to the gym to exercise to like help my mental health. Like that's why I got into fitness, particularly to help my mental health. And it's so important that like when that outlet is taken from us, like it is there is something there to replace not essentially replace it, but to kind of be there in a temporary circumstance. So the fact that you kind of identified that that it was group coaching and very important that you um did highlight that, you know, group coaching and one-on-one, like there is those two aspects, and it's a matter of what you feel works best because some people you know, it's like being a part of a community. There is just something a bit more about it. If you know there's other people who are in the same journey. Like, I think that's one thing I really realized that like the one-on-one, it is very great if you know you're going to be 
it's going to be you and that coach and that you are going to the work and you're going to be driven. Like, don't, like, you know, I hate using the word motivation. I'm trying to like remove it from my vocabulary because people think like it's this magical feeling and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's not, it's just an action. <laughs> it's yeah. just an action that you need to do. So, um, I suppose losing my train of thought um, with group coaching, it can be very suitable for people because for people who feel like they can't get the support around them, I think that's such an important thing because I think if you're not, if you feel like you're not driven enough, sometimes it's so important to have that kind of group community there um, as well, which is obviously what, what you're um, providing and obviously coming into your 10th one. So that's your 10th one in, let's say the last year, is it? In the last year. Yeah. So we started, I started them up in May. So, so it's been a year now, the 10th one. Oh my God. Mental. It's, it's mental, but it's so exciting as well. And um, I suppose like, is there, has there been a particular type of like woman that will come to you? Is there a certain age group? Is there a certain kind of like, this is kind of like what the people I'm targeting, I suppose like that. Have you kind of really identified, like I know you obviously mentioned ladies a lot um, as your, as your ideal client, but who are the people that you're like, this is like the ideal kind of group of people that you like to help? So that is what I absolutely love about the challenge. So I have, I, I try not, and I've had ladies come to me or girls come to me on, on social media and they'll say, can I start your challenge? And I've, I've led a couple because they've told me that they're absolutely fine and that they really want to do it. But if girls are still in school and they have their leaving cert and they have things that they need to focus on, I just don't recommend it. Mm. And because I, I know when I was doing my leaving cert, the last thing I could have been doing was checking in with a coach and focusing on my step count and it's just about trying to enjoy yourself at that age as well as and not putting too much pressure on you so if someone is in school I'll, I'll try just to tell them maybe wait a year but in terms of age like 17 18 outside school and then I've had ladies in their 70s doing it wow yeah and um, so I've had girls and then their mom doing it with them and it's absolutely incredible because there's no I tried to do the average of the age there we've 20s 30s 40s 50s and then 60s and 70s and I've had ladies that struggling with their menopause then girls that are just going through like a breakup and they're like I just need to work on myself do you know it's just whole ranges and aspects and everyone's there for a different reason and that's that's the good thing about the challenge that everyone is there yes for essentially the same reason to feel better about themselves but everyone's there for a different reason some girls want to lose weight some girls want to maintain weight some girls want to gain weight some ladies don't care about the weight and they're there because they want to be able to run around the garden with the kids and not be out of breath and it's just everyone has a different goal so Mm -hmm. absolutely anybody is welcome to challenge age-wise and goal-wise wow that's really really amazing to hear like such a really like a big group range as well because like normally some people might say oh I target like 18 to 30 year olds and it's very narrow like that whereas like it's just amazing the fact that you are bringing a really wide diverse group of women together it's just really really empowering I can imagine and like obviously the fact that obviously I can imagine you do have a lot of young um females probably following you as do I and I think I, I'm the similar approach to you or the similar probably audience as well like I have a lot of younger uh females as well I suppose that probably leads me on to kind of another kind of topic kind of following on from that I suppose with the power of social media um so obviously there's been I think over the last year and again this is something I've really been reflecting over the last few years or last few days particularly is this whole like pros and cons of social media and I suppose like how 
how have you felt obviously because now obviously you, you are definitely more confident as as you kind of said um in terms of like obviously how you present yourself on social media um and obviously fitness has become this like obsession I feel like everyone no matter who you are you follow at least one person who is like either a fitness influencer and I'm using inverted commas here because some people can consider themselves an influencer then you have actually people who are educated and are a coach so I suppose like how have you kind of seen the fitness industry in the last year like have how have you kind of seen I suppose the negative and positive impacts that it has because I think what from what I can see is that you know we're very like social media has just really changed over the last year in particular because we're now consuming it a lot more than what we were prior to lockdown because that's all we're looking at and I suppose like there's so much information out there and stuff like that so you know so I suppose how have you found your kind of niche um in terms of like how you kind of create the content and um and stuff like that for your business and how you want how you people how people want to see fitness I suppose if that makes any sense <laughs> Yeah. So I think my main niche, I suppose, is really trying to stop the BS, really. Yeah. So I just and it can be quite controversial. So as I as I always say, not everyone's going to like you. That's that's just a given. And if I know I can just maybe help one or two ladies that have previously been strict restricting food and dieting and feeling really crap about themselves and in binge cycles of overeating and not seeing why they can't lose weight or some ladies not understanding weight gain if I can just help one lady then then I'm absolutely fine but there's so many videos out there and especially now with TikTok there is so many social media platforms out there that you can put anything up there and because there are a lot of influencers out there and they they might be into fashion or whatever but a lot of people got into fitness over lockdown mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people that weren't actually educated and not having qualifications that were putting out things like fat loss workouts and fat blasting workouts and my niche I suppose is just trying to cut that and just get through straight in the middle of it and put out a video and show ladies that that that's not true so if you are following someone that's doing that then then please unfollow them because that's not going to help your physical health and it's not going to help your mental health because you're going to be in this cycle you're going to be on this hamster wheel that you're not understanding why you're not losing weight because you're watching these influencers online mm-hmm. and it's just because you can you can put anything up online sure you can make an account without any passport you can make an account without even having a name on social media that it's very easy for any information to go online without being actually educational also there's people who are so high up in in the industry and they don't know everything so I most certainly don't know everything and every day is a school day and I look up to that's why I have a coach because I look up to him because he's been in the industry longer than me and I'm sure he has people that is in the industry longer than him and I think that's very important that you have to be open to learning new things in the industry but when I try learn something I'll try then relay it on Instagram as educational yes as possible but I try make it in the easiest way to understand because sometimes if, if someone's had a really long day at work and they're just sick of talking to people, the last thing they want to do is sit on Instagram and read an educational post about something that, yes, they are interested in, but they don't want to read the, the sciencey part of things. So I just try and make it as 
easy to understand as I can. And yeah. yeah, just just to stop the BS out there, all the fad diets and the crazy diets that are out there because they will never work. And it's it's down to money and, and a massive um, marketing schemes and advertisement out there. And, and a lot of big influencers have come out and said, and reality TV stars have come out and said, I actually, yes, did advertise that, mm. but I've never taken it before. And this is coming down to those um, supplements that you might take. They said, I've never actually taken it before. I just did it for the, for the income. Mm. A lot of them now are realizing because I'm not myself, but bigger people in the industry that are trying to do what I'm doing and just cut through the BS that they're now realizing what I was doing actually wasn't good. And it could have been detrimental to someone rather than helping someone. So, yeah, I think that's just what I'm really trying to do is just cut through as much of the fad diets as I possibly can. Yeah, it's such a, yeah, it's such an interesting thing that you said there. Obviously, with the whole fitness influencer thing and selling things that they don't agree with again for the for the paycheck. And I think if anyone's interested in hearing about that, is actually I don't know whether you listened to it. It was actually uh, Darren Cartel. He inter he interviewed um, Holly. Yeah, yeah um, Holly from George Shore guys. It's a very very amazing podcast because she it's it's hearing her and like she is now educated on the matters of ter in terms of the product she was promoting. So again, it's it's really you know it's it's they, they shouldn't be ashamed obviously at the time it's look it was the decision they had to make to earn money and it's very understandable for some people in a financial circumstance particularly for her it was a financial thing so um you know definitely like and I think it's also really important to say that like in in this industry because there might be a few girls or a few guys listening that want to become a coach and yeah. making mistakes is not a bad thing and saying things that you might genuinely believe in at the start and then a year later you're like oh my god I can't believe I told that client that and I actually it's not true making mistakes is a part of becoming who you are and what you believe in and that goes for every single industry everyone's going to make mistakes and you learn from your mistakes I've said things in the past and I've probably gloated about faster cardio or something like that that I don't essentially do now mm. Back then, that's what I believed in. And that's what I genuinely thought. But I've now educated myself on things that I don't do and did do before. So just because you do something doesn't mean that you're a failure. Or you're not a good coach. You can always work on something that you previously believed. And, and you've just educated yourself on that now. And that's what I try to do is things that I used to believe in of the low calorie diets and the restricting of food and cutting out carbs. I used to believe that and I used to look at people eating bread and say well that's not how you're going to lose weight and there's me hammering takeaways in the evening not wondering why I'm losing weight mm -hmm. and now I can look back and use me as almost like a science experiment like a little guinea pig that I can say well I've moved on and I've been able to learn from that so if you are one of those people that have promoted something as long as you can then say I don't do it anymore and I know why and I can now say I'm educated on that then that that's the best part about it yeah I think look nobody's perfect and like as I kind of said to you before we like started recording I said like you know I am still learning and like probably in a year's time I'm going to be like Jesus Christ, you remember that thing I said back in July 2021 what the hell was I thinking like that's you need to be open to making mistakes the same to anyone on their fitness journey as well like you know your fitness journey isn't going to be linear and if it's if, if it is fat loss it's not going to go all the way down sometimes you're going to have like your ups and downs like everything as well 
But something I actually want to touch upon, because obviously kind of leading on from the inference side, is you obviously mentioned that the people you look up to, and obviously you're being coached by um, Luke from the Muslim Mentors. And again, the Muslim Mentors are incredibly, like so um, incredible to follow. Like I'm part of the Muslim Mentors um, portal as well. So like they're people definitely I would look up to as well. But I suppose, you know, who, who, who else do you look up to in terms of like, you know, coaching as well? Is there other coaches out there that you kind of like look up to or anything like that um, as well to kind of like help you on your journey into becoming like, you know, obviously now you probably are the best coach that you could be right now, but I suppose in terms of like where you see yourself in the whole like two years or five years down the line, is there other coaches that you kind of aspire to? I suppose as we were talking before this, the likes of James Smith would be a massive inspiration of mine, purely because he is the very person that will just he doesn't care what people say and he will just say it as it is and cut through the bullshit. And that is just what I'm trying to do because you can tiptoe around things and you can try to please everyone in the industry, but because it's such a large industry and because it's so vast that not everyone's going to agree with each other, but mm. at the end of the day, you can't please, you can't please everybody, but you need to try look at the best interest of your clients. And mm. um, If I think that my client believes in something that isn't actually going to help them, I will then try explain it in the easiest way possible and just cut through as much BS as possible. So I suppose he would be a massive inspiration as well with his talks. I would love to get into talking. Um, I suppose I, I just ramble, as you can hear in these in this podcast. And I go off and talk on tangents, but I would love to get into speaking. And that's not something I would have ever done before. If you would have asked me to this podcast a couple of years ago, I would have laughed. I, I'm just not, I would have never spoken in front of people. But yeah, I'd love to get into some form of, of public speaking. Wow, that's amazing. But I think, look, you're definitely getting, I was supposed to like really good practice in terms of obviously like you are very active on IGTVs and reels and everything like that. So that is like definitely the thing. And I suppose the probably next thing for you is probably going to eventually be probably YouTube as well to kind of, I suppose, get you into that stage. Um, Because yeah, like if you look at James, obviously like as an example, you know, like he's now doing like so many different events like he's doing IFS next month you know he's done his own tours actually I'm going to his tour in September yeah, um, I went to his tour in London it was brilliant yeah so I'm really really looking forward to seeing him live as well and again it's just you know the spoken word there's nothing that beats it in terms of like retaining information because you can read and read and as as you kind of said earlier like you can see something you know educational on you might oh save that on Instagram but if you're not actually like you know, retain the information, like, you know, word of mouth obviously is the best way to do so. And probably you should start a podcast because that's why I started the podcast because I can't stop talking. <laughs> no, I know. I, I actually would love to. So I, I could talk for ages, but also I think as well with how I try relay my videos is because as I was saying, I, I was awful in school and I couldn't retain any information at all. It just never went in. But if someone broke it down and spoke to me like five-year-olds, mm. like even if they spoke to me as patronizing as they wanted, I would then retain it because it was broken down just so simple and there was no big buzzwords. So that's what I'm trying to do essentially because fitness and, and the science end of nutrition can be very confusing to, mm. I'm not going to say the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The general population. Yep. That it would be quite overwhelming because there are so many things out there and huge words that people don't don't grab onto if it's not their interest so I just try to break things down as easy as possible because that's that's how I learn myself 
Yeah. Oh my God. It's amazing. Well, I'm excited. And obviously, look, I know we're after talking a lot about coaching and fitness. Yeah. That's obviously what our, our careers revolve, revolve around. But I suppose I'd love to know a bit more about you. Like, who is Sarah? Like, what does Sarah do outside of coaching? Like, what does she enjoy? Do you have any like personal goals as well? And at the moment, is like, is there anything that you're kind of working towards now at the moment on a personal side? I think for so long, funny, I only was talking kind of to myself about this the other day that I went from when I was about 17 to wanting to lose weight. So I lost weight. And then about a year, year and a half ago, when I went traveling and I lost not too much weight, but I lost a lot of muscle and I was the lowest weight I'd ever been. And I was about 15 kg down. And I then had the goal of gaining weight. So I spent the guts of eight, nine months gaining weight, gaining muscle back, and then gained a lot and now have been in a dieting phase. And I think now I'm so excited to have no um, end goal for weight loss, weight gain, just none of that. And because I want to focus so much on my business and my clients at the moment that I just want to have that phase of maintaining enjoying enjoying fitness and just having more performance goals so I have a huge love for strength training and I want to try show ladies that building muscle is not about becoming the Hulk or looking like the Hulk and I just really want to focus on building muscle and just enjoying training rather than waking up and being like oh I've this long left in a dieting phase or oh, I've this long left in the gaming phase. And I just, I just want to enjoy training and, and like I was when I started, but then it can become end goal, end goal, end goal. And you can kind of lose your love for why you're actually training. And it's okay. Well, I need to get five cardio done this week and five weight sessions done this week. And I need to eat this and that to get this end goal. And yes, it's been brilliant. It's got me to where I am now. But I don't want that. And I want to wake up and say, oh, I can't wait to go to the gym today to just enjoy it rather than I need to hit this weight and do that. And I, I think that it's actually going to bring a lot more positive benefits because when you enjoy something, you actually stick to it. And that's what yeah. I want to do to my clients as well. Some clients will say, I, I don't love resistance training. Can I just focus on walks and I'm going to do 30K steps a day? And I'll say, as long as you enjoy it, you will stick to it. But if I told you to do something that you don't enjoy, well, then you'll fall off after two weeks and you'll be on this hamster cycle that you, you keep falling off and back on falling off. Whereas if you find what you actually enjoy, you'll stick to it and then get results. Mm-hmm. So again, rambling. But that, I suppose, is my goal for the moment is just to enjoy training. Yeah. Personal goals, I think. God, I don't really know. Just... <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that's okay if you don't have any like that's I think I think it's right yeah that's that's something I've literally just been doing I have like loads of like yeah. I've broken everything down to weekly and daily to-do list that's yeah. what I'm currently planning now because I need to like um plan some goals I definitely I want to build the business as big as I can and that doesn't mean taking on thousands of clients and then they get less service yeah. I just want to help as many people as physically possible and yeah. um, help as many ladies as physically possible so that will never that will never end and yes the challenges are going amazing right now and I don't know where they'll be in 10 years time mm. but I I know that what I'm doing right now will be the same as what I'm doing in 10 years time that's really amazing though that is really amazing and no doubt you'll probably like expand and you'll have a team with you as well to like support you in in terms of that growth as well and 
probably like expanding like your offerings and stuff like that as well and it's just it's just really really amazing to kind of see like where you are now and obviously thinking about that and I think just before we wrap up I actually want to touch upon obviously the whole you know as you said like having a never-ending goal like you know I suppose everyone has different goals and I suppose like if you were to look at you and me like we're completely different in terms of our fitness journeys because when you said like you want to do for enjoyment and obviously me I'm competing so like you know for the last few weeks of my prep I was doing the tick of the box I was doing like you know like when when people when people look at me I want people to be like I'm not the normal person like my journey is completely different to other, other people like I was doing the cardio just to tick the box I was doing I haven't I've enjoyed my training in months and that's just unfortunately how it is because again I had to be the tick of the box in order for me to be stage ready so um I think it's really something that you mentioned obviously was a never-ending goal because people kind of think like oh when you enter the dieting phase and you think you get to, you're like, oh yeah, I'm happy now. And it's kind of like, now what? I'm like, it doesn't mean you get to like stop and it's continuing to enjoy it. And I think that's something that like, you know, the habits that you can build are for long-term success. So I suppose, is there any advice that you would give to someone who is either kind of thinking about kind of like developing, you know, fitness as more part of their lifestyle or someone who's kind of feeling like, I'm not sure what I'm doing or, you know, feeling a bit lost, I suppose. And I suppose like wanting to, I suppose, live a happier life. That's kind of what I always kind of want people to think fitness as fitness as it's an improvement to your lifestyle. So is there any advice you would give to anyone that might be listening that's kind of feeling a bit unsure, not sure where to start or anything like that? The first thing I'd always recommend is writing down a few goals. So as I said, I don't have a specific weight goal at the moment. I don't have a specific end goal, but I do have personal goals that I know I just said I don't but (laughs) maybe not for the podcast but everyone should have some form of goal and if you don't have anything to work towards at all well then it's very hard to begin your journey because you, you don't know what road you actually want to take so having some form of goal that to someone might be because my fitness is so bad at the moment I just want to get to the end of the road without getting out of breath and needing my inhaler everyone's goal is going to be extremely different someone else might want to walk up a hike Everyone's going to be different, but if you just write down four or five little goals and space them over a month, three months, six months to a year and have something to work towards, it's a lot more exciting when you have something to actually build on. The next thing I would say is don't compare yourself to anybody else. And that comes back to social media. If you're constantly looking at these girls and or if you're a man, if you're looking at these men and they have X, Y and Z that you're looking for, you need to remember that you're a completely different person. Your genetics are not made up the same and you're never going to look or feel the exact same as that person. So if you're constantly focused on that person, you're actually going to regress and you're going to find it very hard mentally and physically to work towards the goals because you can't have the same goal as somebody else and have the same outcome as somebody else. So your social media would be massively important when you do have those goals because if you're following people that are actually bringing you down because you want to become that person, it can get wrapped up in your head and you can lose your your thought of of what route you want to take down. The next one would be if you do have goals, I never recommend weight goals and I never do to my clients anyway, because you can be a certain weight and feel much better and look better than a lower weight that you were striving for. But Mm -hmm. if you have, let's say, a 15 kg goal and you know it's a long road ahead of you, the last thing you should do is look at that end goal because if you lose a kg, you're a failure you haven't got the 15 kg gone in a week and then you fall off because well I didn't I didn't lose the 15 kg whereas if you give yourself a goal of 0.25 kg and break it down really 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 small 
if you surpass that amazing but if you keep ticking off those tiny little goals you will get to that goal at the end it might take a year it might take two years but it's going to be sustainable but don't look at the very big number because it can become extremely overwhelming and that that's the same as business don't if you have something massive that you're working towards just focusing on that is going to make you feel extremely overwhelmed and can actually make you push the goal out away whereas if you break it down what you need to do and tick off the little basics and my clients I'm sure are sick of me talking about the basics the basics because the basics really do work and try make it as enjoyable as you can so breaking it down into okay well instead of having to do this that this that this that just pick one thing a week to work on and once you've nailed that then pick something else to work on and it will become a lot more enjoyable but do what you love so whether that's jujitsu whether that's horse riding if you enjoy it you'll stick to it if you try take up something because sally down the road is doing it and she's getting great results that does not mean you're going to get great results because you might not enjoy her style of training yeah no 100 percent. no they're all everything that you said I'm like yes by two because that is everything that I totally agree with so um but Sarah I've really this whole podcast episode really just evolved but again it was just based on what you kind of said if I picked up something that was kind of cool so um so thank you so so much for like taking the time to obviously chat with me and I suppose for anyone that isn't following Sarah why the hell aren't you because again Sarah's content is just really inspiring and again she might be the coach for you so if someone wanted to find you where can they find you online so my instagram is sarah caderson coaching all lowercase and you can find me there and if you have any questions then about the challenges that i was speaking about you can just pop me a little message and i will give you all the details yeah i'll leave your handle or your handle in the show notes as well so people can uh, go and click and go find you but thank you so much sarah and i'll chat for having me on you're so welcome